I'm joined now by Nick Smith, who is Japan strategist at CLSA in Tokyo. Morning, Nick. Good morning, dear. I want to start with Fukushima, this furore um, in China over the Fukushima wastewater uh, discharge and uh, the feeling that uh, people are getting there, that they're going to become irradiated and poisoned pretty quickly. Um, I should mention, you are a nuclear physicist, aren't you? You studied physics, nuclear physics at university, so you are well qualified to talk about this. So tell me the facts as opposed to uh, what we're reading in the press and what the government is saying. What, what are the facts about this? Yeah, I mean, I, I remember back in um, 2000 and what was it, 11, uh, the top cancer specialist from the UK, Professor uh, Jerry Thomas, came over. And I remember her standing there in the, uh, the press club saying, I'm embarrassed on your behalf, you journalists, because of the low quality of your uh, reporting on this. You told everyone that uh, Fukushima was like uh, Chernobyl. At most, it was 3% of Chernobyl. And I think this whole issue is very, very much the same, that uh, uh, we're talking about um, 1.3 million tonnes of water. And inside that, there are three grams of, uh, of tritium, which is a very, very puny uh, beta emitter. Uh, and so um, the, the Japan's thinking of um, because that can't be split out from the water because the tritium's in uh, not H2O, but um, uh, HTO um, with uh, with tritium involved in it. So it can't be split out. Um, and so they were th um, thinking of putting this out over um, over 30 years um, now, the 13 uh, Chinese nuclear plants um, discharged more in um, in 2021. But the amazing thing is, yeah, we're talking about uh, 22 terabacarels from, from this plant. And La Hague in France, um, 500 times as much every year. So uh, 11,460 in the, uh, the most recent years I had numbers for. Um, and it's not as if anyone makes a big fuss about it in here in Europe. So in scientific terms, it's not a problem. And I think the only pushback you get is, what if we don't trust the numbers of the Japanese government? Uh, and the answer to that is, is pretty simple. Well, in that case, perhaps you'll trust the IAEA because they are monitoring it very closely in, uh, in Japan. Mm. And, and it should be pointed out as well, not just France, China also discharges uh, radioactive waste in, into the oceans as well. And also with much higher levels of, of tritium than coming from the Fukushima power plant. Sure. So um, it is standard operating procedure for uh, for nuclear power plants to uh, discharge a certain amount. But you know, let's not pretend that this is um, some evil um, uh, evil thing that doesn't occur in nature. Of course, it does. Um, it, a certain amount of it exists anyway. Uh, and I keep pointing out to people: you're perfectly ha happy to sit in a, uh, a hot spring and onsen. How did you think that that uh, water became hot? It became hot, not because of residual heat from a, a four and a half billion year old Earth, but because the centre of the Earth is hot because of, uh, of nuclear reactions, uh, the decay of uranium being a large part of that. Mm. So, so to be clear, the United Nations, the, uh, the, the Atomic Energy Authority, which is monitoring this, they are saying, based on the data, based on the science, that it is perfectly safe to eat fish and seafood that, that comes from these areas in Japan around the Fukushima nuclear power plants. 
Well, that's right. So, so recently, um, Japan's prime minister has been eating fish from Fukushima. The uh, the Korean president has been eating fish to to say to everyone it's perfectly safe. But you listen to people saying, well, if it's so safe, why don't you drink the water? Well, of course. Uh, two minutes worth of one minute worth of searching on uh, on Google will find you a story of a uh, Japanese uh, cabinet ministry just dipping his his cup in and drinking from the uh, the discharge tanks, and that's before it gets heavily diluted before putting into the ocean. So, uh, yeah, it is. Um, it's at a very efficient uh, process, the uh, the Alps process that's uh, that's taken out the, the almost all of the radioactive content, uh, uh, and what's left is is reasonably safe. And then, of course, it gets um, it, it flows into the world's second largest o- ocean current. Uh, was it 50 million uh, um, uh, tons a second uh, uh, ocean current? Uh, and so. Um, there it flows east, not towards uh, China or Korea, but flows east uh, away from Japan into the vastness of the Pacific. Mm. So what what the Hong Kong government says, because they banned um, seafood from 10 prefectures around the plant, they say that uh, two years is just not long enough to monitor this and see what the long-term um, effects are of, of this water. So that that's why they've banned um, the, the, the seafood from that area. What, what does the government say to that? Um, obviously, the government's frustrated about it. I think people on the ground here in Japan are a lot less frustrated about it. Uh, if you look at um, last uh, Friday's uh, Tokyo CPI numbers, price of squid was up 60.5% year on year. So a little bit less demand for it would be really nice. Although, if you look at why the uh, the price is up so much, it's because of illegal fishing by um by certain other uh, countries in, in Japanese territory. So the countries that are complaining about it are actually doing the illegal fishing that's uh, that's driving up the price of the thing. So mm. they're eating it. It might not be uh, badged as Japanese. But it seems to be spreading, doesn't it? There's reports now that Chinese consumers are boycotting Japanese cosmetics because they're worried that uh, putting on Japanese lipstick may give them uh, radiation poisoning. I presume that applies to the women as well. <laughs> um yeah, I, I can see the. Um, actually, I can't. I mean, obviously, um, the um, radiation from uh, from tritium absolutely wouldn't get through your uh, uh, through your skin. But um, I, I don't know why they think that there's uh, um, there's ocean seawater in um, in lipstick. No, no, I, I think there's polls say uh, in polls people say I won't be using their products. Um, and experience with these polls in the past is what they say and what they do are very different. Um, people in previous um, spats, people have slowed down their buying of Japanese cars just because they were getting vandalized in the riots. Mm. Uh, but who can tell what lipstick you're wearing? So um, uh, it's quite possible people keep um, keep buying. Certainly the... Um, objection to Japanese is stronger amongst uh, poorer people and that's uh, an important uh, factor worth watching. It does seem doesn't it that this is not just about the science not just about food safety there seems to be a political element to this as well do you think that you know that's part of the reason why we're seeing such a fuss made because of the deteriorating relationships between China and Japan? Well, of course, this has nothing to do with science and everything to do with uh, with politics. Um, so, yes, I think uh, tensions have uh, built up a bit. Um, there is a feeling that uh, perhaps 
um, Japan has has allied itself a little too strongly with the U.S. in in her keeping um, uh, tech away from her from China or the uh, the equipment and um, and electronic materials related to her extreme ultraviolet, so her semiconductors and so on. So yes, I think there are uh, attentions between the two, and that's that's what we're really talking about. Um, you know, when, when China had a spat with Australia about uh, wine, it wasn't about wine or about uh, uh, Australia dumping um, low-priced wine onto the uh, the Chinese market. It, it was about uh, frustrations with other things. Let, let me turn our attention to a slightly different topic: China's economic slowdown. We're seeing in the PMI data now clear signs that uh, the Chinese economy is slowing. Moody's lowered its growth expectations for China now next year down to 4%. What sort of impact is that having on Japan? Because we're seeing particularly the PMI numbers in in East Asian countries like Japan, Taiwan, uh, like uh, South Korea uh, deteriorating. Are you starting to feel the impact of the Chinese slowdown? Um, I think the honest answer would be no. Uh, If you look at consensus numbers for for GDP, so you look at those for all the countries that are strongly uh, tied to China, whether that's South Korea or, or Germany um, or, or Japan. Germany's certainly been hit. Japan, the, the forecasts are getting uh, revised up at the moment and revised up quite sharply, just as those for China have been revised down. If you look at profitability, obviously the profit numbers, um, the, the government's numbers for corporate profits, including um, non-listed, those came out on uh, uh, Monday. And those show the, uh, the highest profit margins for um, uh, for Japanese companies on record. So underfoot, Japan's not doing badly. And it's the one place where PMIs are, uh, are rising at the moment while they're, um, they're slip sliding away elsewhere. So, no, I think the, the simple answer is, is Japan's not feeling uh, pain at the moment. Of course, it would like China to grow uh, faster. Uh, that would be uh, good for everyone's demand. But, uh, um, but Japan is, is uh, cushioned from this. So what about on the export side? Are exports suffering to China? Um, I think if you look at the comp- uh, composition of, uh, of exports, exports and imports are basically shuttling between Japanese parents and, um, and Chinese subsidiaries. So we're talking about sales of particular things like uh, machinery. Uh, and that's not an emotional um, uh, buying decision. It's uh, Japan provides something for which there are a few uh, global competitors so you buy it. Um, so in previous spats with China in 2005, 2010, 2012, um, the uh, the tourism was hurt, but the uh, the exports and imports were uh, were unaffected. So it sounds like, from what you're saying, if you want to find a market to play that sort of insulates you from the Chinese slowdown, Japan could be the one in Asia. I think that's right. I think if you look at uh, within Asia, within uh, globally, really, um, you can see uh, GDP forecasts being um, uh, being uh, raised in Japan, just as Europe is looking really bad at the moment. China's slowing down. Where are you going to put your money? Well, uh, Japan, the um, the profit forecasts just keep uh, getting revised up as as things uh, beat expectations every quarter. So, so if you want to play Japan as a market that's going to be immune from the China slowdown, are there any particular sectors that you should either look at or particular sectors, conversely, that you should avoid? Well, I think um, 
I think we're there still saying um, uh, banking sectors looking um, interesting. I think that the uh, the rates will continue to uh, to tick up in Japan. Um, I, I think it's mostly on a uh, stock by stock basis rather than uh, rather than sectors. I would say generally though stay domestic rather than uh, export at the moment. Although the the super weak yen is quite um, helping the exporters also. Nick, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much indeed. Great to speak. That's Nick Smith, who is Japan strategist at CLSA in Tokyo. You're listening to Peter Lewis's Money Talk. Money Talk. Thank you for listening to Money Talk this morning. You can find more business and finance information from around Asia in my daily newsletter, which is at peterlewismoneytalk.substack.com. I'll be back tomorrow when I'll be joined on the show by Andrew Ferris, the CEO of Econosis Advisory, and Michelle Lam, Greater China Economist at Societe Generale Corporate and Investment Banking. And with a view from Taiwan is Ross Feingold, Business Development Director at Safepro Group. See you tomorrow. Money Talk. 